Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me this week. My name is Laura Adams, and I'm a personal finance and small business expert and author who's been hosting the Money Girl podcast since 2008. My mission is to help you get the knowledge and motivation to prioritize your finances, build wealth, and have more security and less stress. I create every show to make sure you come away with some practical advice and tips that will help you make better money decisions and take your financial life to the next level. If you are thinking about buying or leasing your first car or even your 10th car, you may not know exactly where to start or how to get the best deal. So I hope you'll stick with me if you're interested in learning more about ways to wisely buy or lease a car. While you might think that you should just head straight for the dealership, that is typically not the best move. So in this podcast, we're going to cover 10 things that first-time car owners need to know about the pros and cons of buying versus leasing, how to get the best deal possible, and ways to pay for your new ride. Be sure to subscribe to the show and participate by sending me your money questions or comments. You can leave a message 24-7 on our voicemail line at 302-364-0308. You can email me using my contact page at lauradadams.com or connect with me on Instagram at lauradadams. And if you want to read a companion blog post for this or any show, they're always published in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com. Today's episode is number 698, called 10 Things First-Time Car Buyers Should Know. You've probably seen that the car market has been a little weird since the pandemic. The supply of vehicles has gone down due to the closures of manufacturers around the globe. And there's also been a shortage of microchips that go into new cars. So that's been a huge disruption to the supply chain. The shortage of new cars has caused the used car market to skyrocket. I typically only buy pre-owned luxury cars, but get this, I found a better deal on a brand new Acura. And that's really unusual. As the prices for used cars are going up, it makes the cost of a brand new vehicle a lot more competitive, especially if you can get some incentives on purchasing a new vehicle. While automakers and dealerships are evolving to offer more ways to buy cars entirely online, 
you know, I tend to still want to touch and test drive them before making a decision. So, you know, I think going into a dealership is something that you may not be able to avoid, uh, just depending on your style. It could be something that you just do to kind of get an education and to get that touch and feel of the vehicle and then buy online. So it's going to be a little different on, on what makes you feel comfortable. Anyway, let's get into the details on each car buying or leasing tip you should know. Number one. Never go car shopping until you know what you can afford. This is so critical because you truly just need to decide what's going to fit into your budget. A good rule of thumb is to keep your car payment at no more than 10% of your net pay. So if your take-home pay is $3,800 a month, your car payment shouldn't exceed $380. You can get help crunching the numbers by using a car loan payment calculator. There's a really good one at finder.com. You might also look at dinkytown.com. You can input different terms and loan amounts and see how it affects your payment. But remember that you'll also have other expenses to cover, like fuel or power if you've got an electric vehicle, insurance, and maintenance not covered by a warranty. Number two. Your credit plays a significant role in your monthly payment. Once you've got a price range in mind for your vehicle, you want to check your credit. Auto lenders rely pretty heavily on credit when setting your loan's interest rate offer. The better your credit, the lower your interest rate will be. Now, if you have no credit or poor credit, you may get turned down for an auto loan or get quoted a relatively high interest rate. With a higher interest rate, that means you're going to have higher monthly payments, and that means you may need to buy or lease a less expensive vehicle or save up enough cash to avoid having to take out a loan altogether. And if you've got excellent credit, you're going to qualify for very competitive interest rates and get lower monthly payments, so that could mean you can afford a more expensive car. So I would say if your credit is not in good shape right now, It's worth waiting to get a car loan or a lease until you can build your credit up or rebuild it and qualify for better terms. Number three, car reviews are critical to consider. While you might be dreaming about buying or leasing the best looking car, I want you to be sure to browse reviews on popular automotive websites. Vehicles have very different ratings based on features like their safety, reliability, resale value, gas mileage, recalls, and handling. Make sure a potential vehicle will fit all your priorities, like, you know, needing enough room for the entire family, being comfortable on long trips, or compact enough for city driving. In general, the longer you can keep a car, the better. So be as mindful of your current and future driving needs as possible so you don't have to go through this process again and and buy another car within a year or so. Compare features and prices of different makes and models that interest you and then build a test drive list. If you're considering a used vehicle, look up the value using online sites like Kelly Blue Book and Edmunds. Number four, research car loans to find the best offer. If you want to get the best rate on a car loan, you've got to do your homework. You want to start this before you go into a dealership or start your shopping process. While you can apply for dealership financing, I would recommend that you check with your bank or your credit union first to see what APR you can get because it may be a whole lot more competitive than what the dealer's offering. 
Also, shop and compare car loan interest rates using online lenders. To save the most money on finance charges, shop for the shortest loan term that you can afford. That's going to reduce the amount of time you have to pay interest. Although the shorter the term, that means your monthly payments may go up. So again, you've really got to balance the term with the monthly payment. And as I mentioned, if your credit is poor, you may be able to get a car loan, but at a higher cost. You may find that credit unions are more lenient than traditional banks and will offer more competitive loans, even if you've got poor credit. However, you typically need to be a member of a credit union first in order to use their services. Credit union membership requirements vary depending on the institution, and sometimes they can be as simple as making a one-time donation to a charity supported by the credit union. You can visit a site like Find a Better Bank to find a local or national credit union near you. And once you're ready to buy a car, I recommend that you get pre-approval for the loan. You've got to submit your personal information like your social security number and your salary information so the lender can review your credit and financial history. If you get pre-approved, you are going to know the exact maximum amount that you could borrow and what your interest rate would be. That's going to be super helpful as you go shopping for a car. And if you're worried that shopping around and getting multiple hard inquiries from lenders is going to hurt your credit, don't be. If those inquiries with different auto lenders occur within a short period, such as two to three weeks, they actually get treated as if you were just making one inquiry. In other words, the credit bureaus are pretty smart and they don't penalize your credit when you're shopping around and comparing rates for a new credit account. Number five. Always avoid getting upside down on a car loan. Within the first year of ownership, the average new car depreciates about 20%. If you take out a loan and end up owing more than a car is worth, that's called being upside down. Consequently, if you decide to sell the car before paying it off, you're going to have to make up any difference between the sales price and your remaining loan balance out of your own pocket. So no one wants to be upside down on a car loan and owe more than it's worth. To avoid getting upside down, there are some strategies that you can use. One is to pay a larger auto loan down payment, such as 20% or even more if you can. For instance, if a car costs $40,000, Try to put down 20% or $8,000. In addition to giving you more vehicle equity right off the bat, that reduces your monthly payments and it may allow you to shorten the loan repayment period. Also consider buying a vehicle that holds its value so it's worth more if you decide to sell it. And if you can pay cash for a car, I mean, that's great. You'll avoid owing years of interest payments on an auto loan. That could certainly save you thousands of dollars depending on your loan amount and rate. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, 
and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Save big money on everything. Now at Menards. Make quick work of your outdoor cleaning project with Masterforce Outdoor and Landscaping Tools. The 80-volt cordless trimmer is powerful, efficient, and hassle-free. So you spend less time working on your yard and more time enjoying the results. On sale now through May 19th. Check out our wide selection of Masterforce tools and see the rest of our deals on Menards.com. Save big money at Number six, understand the difference between buying and leasing a car. When you lease a car, you sign a contract that allows you to drive it for a period, such as three or four years. It's less common than buying a car, but it has become more popular with the rising cost of vehicles. With leasing, you never build equity. So you don't need to make a large down payment like you should with a car loan. Any down payment that you make should be the minimum amount, which could be 10%. For instance, say you lease a $45,000 vehicle that will be worth $20,000 in three years when your lease expires. The difference is the depreciation, or $25,000. So when you take that depreciation amount, you subtract out any down payment that you make, That number is used to calculate your monthly lease payments. So instead of paying a retail price for a car, when you lease, you only pay for the estimated depreciation of the car during the lease period. That's why it costs less to lease a vehicle per month than to buy it. Other than depreciation and any down payment that you make, some other factors that determine the monthly payment on a lease include the term of the lease, you know, how many years you're you're leasing the vehicle, the vehicle's retail price, your credit, any dealer fees, and state and local taxes on the lease. Just like with a car loan, the better your credit, the better your lease terms will be. If you've got poor credit, you may have to pay a larger down payment and larger monthly lease payments. Since not all cars depreciate equally, it's always a good idea to lease a vehicle that holds its value. Edmunds and True Car are some really good resources for researching vehicle prices and depreciation rates. At the end of your lease contract, you can return the car to the dealership or opt to purchase it for its depreciated value, which is also known as its residual value. So let's review some of the benefits of leasing a vehicle. Like I mentioned, it's typically more affordable than buying the same car. 
major repairs are covered by the dealer unless your lease exceeds the warranty. So for instance, if you've got a three-year warranty on a vehicle and you lease it for four years, you would be responsible for repairs on the car in the fourth year. You get to drive a new car with the latest safety features every few years. You can avoid the hassle of trading in or selling a vehicle when you do a lease. But there are definitely some downsides to leasing. One that I mentioned is you don't build any equity in the car. You've got to pay for damages or excess wear and tear after the lease is over. You've also got to pay for mileage overages, such as if you drive more than what is allowed in your lease, which is typically 10,000 to 12,000 miles per year. So if you know you're going to drive more than that mileage, you will probably have some overages to pay. And breaking a lease comes with some pretty hefty fees if you end up having to do that for some reason. While leasing a car can be a wise move depending on your finances, your goals, and your lifestyle, let's talk about the benefits of buying a car. When you own a vehicle, you get to customize it, you get to trade it in for another vehicle, you get to sell it outright for cash, you get to drive it as much as you like, and if you pay off your loan, you get to continue to drive that vehicle for free, ultimately. But there are certainly downsides of owning a vehicle as well. You know, you've got to make a down payment in most cases. You are going to have higher monthly payments compared to leasing the same vehicle. You could get upside down on the loan and owe more than it's worth. And you're always responsible for repair costs after any warranty expires. Number seven, buying a used car requires due diligence. You may decide that you don't want to buy a brand new car. Getting a used vehicle that's already depreciated can be a good way to save money. Many dealers offer certified pre-owned or CPO vehicles. They've been thoroughly inspected, typically have low miles, and they carry an extended manufacturer warranty. As I mentioned, that's typically the way that I have always purchased cars. If you buy a used vehicle from a dealer, they may provide a free car history report for you. However, if you buy a car from an individual, you want to be sure to purchase a vehicle history report using a site like Carfax or AutoCheck. Look for any discrepancies in what a dealer or a private party reports about a vehicle. And if you see any things that don't match up, you want to consider that a red flag and probably stay away from the deal. Also, always have a car sold by an individual inspected by an outside mechanic before buying it. It might cost you a few hundred dollars, but it's definitely worthwhile, especially if the mechanic uncovers a potentially costly issue. Number eight, expect to negotiate your car purchase or lease. Whether you decide to lease or purchase your vehicle, you should expect to negotiate the deal. Remember that just because you got pre-approved for a specific loan amount doesn't mean that you should spend the maximum amount. Use these tips to get the best deal on a purchase possible. You want to focus on the price of the car, not the payment. If the car salesperson asks you what you want your monthly payment to be, you need to know that that is a tactic that they use to get you to buy a more expensive vehicle. They ask you that, tell them that you only want to discuss the car's purchase price. You're not going to talk about the monthly payment because it's irrelevant. You also want to bring information about the best purchase price that you found for the vehicle with you. Show the salesperson your research and say, 
hey, if you can beat this price, I'm ready to make a deal today. You also need to know the trade-in value of your vehicle. If you've got a car to trade in for a purchase, make sure you've got a reasonable price in mind so a dealer can't offer you too little for it. Okay, now if you're going for an auto lease, here are some tips to consider. Just like with buying a car, you want to focus on the total cost of the lease, not the monthly payment. The total amount of a lease is known as the gross capitalized cost. Again, the salesperson may ask you what payment you would like, but just like with buying a car, the entire cost is what matters with a lease. You want to ask for a higher mileage allowance. Remember that if you exceed a lease's mileage, you're going to have to pay overage fees, and that could really add up. So try to negotiate extra miles for free. So for instance, if the dealer is saying you're going to get 10,000 miles, know that you may have a little wiggle room there. Ask for 12,000 miles or 13,000 miles if you know you're going to drive more than 10. You might request a lower interest rate. This is true, especially if you've got good credit. Don't be afraid to push for a lower interest rate to save money if you've got good credit. And ask to waive future lease fees. The dealer charges what's called a disposition fee when you return a car at the end of the lease. You might ask them to waive it in order to sweeten the deal. And lastly, discuss the buyout price. If you're considering buying a vehicle at the end of a lease, let the salesperson know it's possible to negotiate a lower price than the anticipated market value of the car at the end of the lease. All right, moving on to number nine. Understand what it means to co-sign a car loan or lease. If you can't get approved for a car loan or lease on your own, consider asking a family member or friend with good credit to co-sign for you. But be aware that the loan or lease payment history gets reported on both of your credit reports. So in other words, making payments on time will benefit both of your credit scores. But if you fail to make payments on time, it's going to damage both of your credit scores. And if you default on a loan or lease, the lender will hold both of you, both cosigners, equally responsible for the entire debt. This is true even if the cosigner never drove the car. So co-signing is a pretty serious financial move that no one should take lightly. And lastly, number 10, shop for auto insurance as soon as possible. If you already have car insurance, either as a non-owner or because you've already got a car, update the coverage as soon as possible after buying or leasing a car. Most policies include a grace period, such as 30 days, when any new used or leased car is covered automatically, but you do need to update the coverage within that grace period. Since your vehicle make and model affect your auto insurance premium, That means your rate could either go up or down when you update it with the new information. But it's critical that you do it before the grace period expires. However, if you're buying or leasing your first car and you don't have insurance, you need to purchase auto insurance before you drive your new car home. Since you don't have any retroactive grace period to fall back on, driving without insurance could put you at serious financial risk. So never do that. If you buy or lease a car from a dealership, make sure you've got insurance in place before you leave a car dealership with a purchase or a lease. 
And another type of insurance you might want to get familiar with is called Guaranteed Asset Protection or GAP coverage. If you buy or lease a car from a dealership, they may offer it for you. This type of protection actually pays the difference between the amount you owe on your loan or your lease and the value the insurance company places on your car. In other words, it protects you from the financial risk of getting upside down on a vehicle. And with most leases, they actually require gap coverage. All right, once you've reached a deal, signed the paperwork, and have all your insurance, you are ready to take the keys and enjoy your new car. I hope these tips will help you get an amazing deal on your next car. And before we go, I want to invite you to join my free private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. It's an amazing group of people who are asking good questions, helping others, and reaching their financial goals. Just search for the group on Facebook or text the word dollars, D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444, and I'll send you a direct invitation. You can also visit lauradadams.com, where you'll find my contact information and more about me, my books, and online courses. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week. Until then, here's to living a richer life. Money Girl is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our operations and editorial manager is Michelle Margulis. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. And our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.